home to 7.5 million people accounting for 19% of national GDP, even higher than its percentage of the total population. Catalonia is clearly an important part of Spain. But for how much longer? This Tuesday evening, we're set to hear from the head of the Catalan government, Carlos Puigdemont, who is going to be uh, making some sort of announcement, expected, perhaps to be strongly connected, I think that's an understatement, to the independence referendum that took place on October 1st. Uh, so let's first connect with Professor Xavier Cuadras Morato from the Department of Economics and Business at Universitat Pampao Fabra uh, in Barcelona for us today. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. So, uh, Thank you. Br- briefly, can you uh, recap for us this referendum, October 1st, the Catalan government suggests that 90% of people voted to be separated from Spain. Well, that's right. I mean, the referendum took place in uh, on Sunday, October 1st. Uh, there were many problems uh, because it was allegedly illegal. I mean, uh, the, the Constitutional Court had suspended the law that uh, uh, enacted the referendum. And anyway, it took place, and uh, more than 40% of people voted, and 90% of those who voted, voted uh, pro-independence. Is that a fair reflection, first of all, of the people's wishes when the uh, participation rate was fairly low and when we've seen counter-protests now from those calling for unity? Well, yeah, I mean, what happened is that most people that would have voted no, they did not go to the polls. So what we know from opinion surveys is that uh, pro-independent and pro-union sectors, more or less 50%. I mean, there's, uh, there's not a huge majority in favor of independence, but is not a huge majority in favor of uh, uh, unionism either. So, in in that particular sense, is a very complex situation because the country is almost split half and half. What are we expecting from Catalan President Carlos Puigdemont uh, when he speaks to? the local uh, regional parliament for the first time since the referendum this Tuesday? Well, nobody knows. (laughs) Nobody knows, and I'm sure that he's under much pressure right now. I mean, in principle, what he has said is that uh, he takes the outcome of the referendum as face value, and basically he wants to declare independence. And this is what the referendum law uh, would say he has to do. But it's likely also that he makes an appeal for um, some sort of agreement and dialogue with the Spanish government, but we don't really know exactly in what form or manner. It's all very reminiscent of uh, the whole Brexit conversation. In fact, the Guardian newspaper describes this as Brexit with bells on, because not only would Catalonia need to negotiate with Spain, but also potentially the EU as well. And, and it could have profound implications for all parties concerned, couldn't it? Sure, yeah. I mean, uh, necessary negotiation. And, and the first 
item of this negotiation uh, should have been, in my opinion, an agreed referendum, uh, a Scottish style, and and, and then, uh, as in Scotland, uh, everything else could have been negotiated. But, I mean, the, the Spanish government uh, doesn't want to negotiate. Yeah. I mean, uh, and this is one of the main problems. I mean, it's, 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 in, from that point of view, the, the attitude of the Spanish government is completely different from the attitude of the of the English or the British government. I mean, Prime Minister David Cameron agreed on a referendum on Scottish independence, and for the Spanish government, this is a, this is a complete uh, non-starter. I mean, they, they don't want to talk about that. Well, just to put that in perspective, Spain in 2014 threatened to veto Scottish accession bid, uh, apparently just to discourage any move towards Catalan independence. So if Catalonia ever oh, did want yeah, to... Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is if Catalonia yeah, ever wanted to be an EU member, it, it doesn't look like they're going to get past Spain with their veto holding power. So can this end in anything but a disaster if we are looking at independence on Tuesday? We don't know. I mean, uh, let's hope it's not a complete disaster. I mean, uh, of course, uh, we hope that uh, the Catalan government probably will propose some kind of uh, international intermediation, but uh, we also know that the Spanish government is not really... uh, very willing to to take this uh, opportunity to do that. So, we don't know. Yeah, understandably, we are in that uh, big question mark zone, just as we still are with the whole Brexit discussion. But Spain could make life very tough for Catalonia, and that's the fear here. Um, but let's understand more in a moment the cause behind it. For now, Professor Xavier Cuadras Morato, uh, thank you uh-huh. so much for joining us today. Okay, thank you. Um, getting to the reason why this northeastern region, very famous, of course, for Barcelona's presence there, uh, why it would want to separate from a powerful country in Spain. Let's bring in Professor Jun Ramon Resina, Director of Iberian Studies at Stanford University. And thank you very much for speaking with us. It is a pleasure. Thank you for having me. So perhaps we can start with the root cause, the main driving forces behind Catalan nationalism, for those who aren't clear on that. Yeah, that's a great question. In fact, today, uh, the president of the uh, European Committee of Regions, Karl-Heinz Lamberts, has, uh, has said that in order to understand what's happening now in Catalonia, it is indispensable to, to know the history of, of Catalonia. And uh, uh, without going back to to the emergence of Catalonia uh, back in the Middle Ages, uh, 300 years ago, uh, Spain, uh, rather at the time, the Castilian monarchy unified uh, Spain by uh, uh, laying siege to uh, the city of Barcelona and other cities in Catalonia, as well as in Valencia and the Balearic Islands. And uh, after protracted fighting, uh, uh, being able to to, uh, have a military victory, they proceeded to uh, destroy the Catalan institutions of self-government. 
these Catalan institutions, the Parliament, which is uh, tomorrow is, is is going to to make a decision on the referendum of last Sunday, uh, ceased to exist for for nearly 300 years. It, uh, Catalonia recovered a uh, modicum of self-government only in 1932, during the very brief Second Spanish Republic, and again lost it at the end of the Spanish Civil War in 1939. When the Spanish nationalists, those who represent, who, rather who are represented by today's ruling party in Spain, again uh, shut down all forms of uh, Catalan representation, and uh, it, it only reappeared, it reemerged, this Parliament and this Catalan government at the end of the Franco era. That is, uh, the statute of autonomy uh, was uh, decreed in 1979 and approved by a referendum by the Catalan people. Uh, what gets us to the point of today's crisis is that uh, that referendum, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that, that statute of autonomy granted certain devolution, certain uh, powers, which have been ever since curtailed more and more by the central government. And the turning point uh, came in 2010 when the Constitutional Court of Spain uh, decreed or ruled against uh, a, an updated form of the referendum um, of, the, of the Statue of Autonomy, again, I, I, I'm sorry, which had approved, uh, had been approved by the Spanish Congress and subsequently uh, ratified by the Catalan people on referendum. That is, or that was rather an unheard of uh, uh, thing to do. And that's the moment when the Catalan population realized that to exist within Spain was uh, never going to be uh, politically viable for a vibrant Catalonia, and that any agreement reached with the Spanish government was always subject to, uh, to being cut down or being derogated at, at a future time. So obviously, having uh, gone through all this, it's driving a lot of these passions, passions which, just like we saw with Brexit, are apparently driving friends apart, even family members apart from, from one another. Is it, for many people, worth it to have independence, considering the downsides, considering uh, Catalan Catalonia could find itself isolated, uh, no longer a member of the EU, no longer a member of Spain, and people needing visas to go and do anything? Well, this picture that you've just painted is, of course, the horror image that the Spanish government very much wants people to believe. Um, uh, that families are split apart is not a generalized situation. Uh, people do have diversity of opinions, but by and large, the Catalan people uh, are and have shown themselves to be very tolerant of diverse opinions. Uh, uh, and uh, the general feeling, I, I think that I can say general, I mean, at least a majority feeling is that at this point, uh, unless they are able to make a breakthrough, their future is going to be much darker than the status quo of the past decades. So in a sense, they've been pushed by the Spanish government's attitude uh, to a desperate solution. And I, I, would dis I, I would say that this is exactly the way things stand at this moment. How important is it for Catalan people to be part of the EU, though? Again, I mean, it, it does sound like a nightmarish scenario, but MEPs have already made it clear they're not going to back Catalonia's membership of the EU, and Spain has veto powers, as I mentioned before. Yeah, um, uh, this is true at the present moment. I mean, that's 
exactly what uh, the official statements uh, are saying. Um, but uh, in, in every secession process, uh, things move very quickly, very rapidly. And it is frankly hard to believe that the European Union, which has enormous influence upon Spain, uh, in many ways, including economic, obviously, because of the huge Spanish deficit, the leverage power is great, and it's very hard to believe that at some later point they would not apply that pressure in order to readmit Catalonia into the European Union because it is one of the most vibrant economies within the EU, and it is also geopolitically uh, a key area. I doubt very much that the EU would be able to afford losing Catalonia uh, as, a, as a member within the EU. Nevertheless, these days, because of the EU's hardline attitude uh, towards uh, Catalan referendum, um, more and more people are becoming Eurosceptics. And uh, I think that the EU is also, with this harsh attitude, somehow risking a backlash against, uh, against its uh, structures by a population that until now has been extraordinarily pro-European. What do you think is going to happen next? Uh, we've already looked at the history of this, but having placed that in its context and examined the passions that many people have towards independence, even if there have been demonstrations in Barcelona by pro-unity groups, do you, do you see this going all the way towards independence? What I think is going to happen tomorrow uh, is that we will see a partial uh, declaration of independence. There's going to be some kind of statement of uh, the intention to proceed, but leaving enough space and loopholes for Spain to uh, concede at the very last moment a willingness to negotiate. Uh, the problem at this point is that Spain refuses to negotiate because it does not admit Catalonia as a uh, legitimate speaking partner. Um, that has to change for any solution to move forward from here. And I think that what the Catalan president Puigdemont is going to do tomorrow is to, to make that statement because he has to do that now. There's a mandate that came from the polls last Sunday, or rather uh, Sunday last week, uh, and yet uh, he will probably give uh, uh, timing for things to develop according to some negotiation. And again, I'm sure that he's going to request once again some form of international mediation, somebody might in the end step up and, and uh, talk about the need for this to, uh, uh, these two entities, the mm. Catalan Parliament and the Spanish government, to sit at the table and talk to each other without any preconceived notions. Uh, in fact, uh, the European Council has already announced a meeting on the 12th, of, uh, that's on Thursday, on the 12th, uh, to discuss the Catalan situation and has uh, criticized the European Commission, I believe, the European Union, uh, uh, as having disqualified itself for any mediating role. Well, I know there'll be a few Scottish nationalists who'll be happy to mediate and perhaps be inspired by what's going on. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. Thank you for having me. Um, there we also connect with Professor Jun Ramon Racina, Director of Iberian Studies at Stanford University. If nothing else, this whole story is taking us all closer to a part of history and cultural complexity that uh, many of us will have been only loosely aware of. If you want to have your say on any of our issues today, powder sharp 1013 for 51 per message.